0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This is the first time I've ever done a bookended uh, podcast. So the last one was before Serious If you haven't let, list, yet listened, go listen to this is part of it. And, um, and let's talk about the other part of it, which is after. I want to tell you uh, two stories, use a, a, a word, and then let you know about something that's coming up. And that is what we're going to do today. I am coming to you from the side of the road, somewhere between Lancaster and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because when a podcast wants to come out, you stop and you let it come out is the rule. <laughs> um, so the first thing, as you may or may not know, I adore the work of Rob Bell, and I think he's a miraculous human. And one of the things that I shared at Searship that I was like, oh, that's really embarrassing. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that. Yep. Uh, was that uh, I pretend that the Robcast is just for me and that like I'm paying lots and lots and lots of money for him to make it. And then if I'm paying lots and lots of money for him to make it, then I have to um, listen to it and I have to like take it to heart and, and really, really try and become a better human as a result of it, which is what I do. So one of the Robcasts, I do not recall which one, he was talking about how before he wrote Love Wins... Um, he was selling out tours across America. So he would go on tour and he would have this big bus and he took his family and he would just sell out tour stop after tour stop after tour stop after tour stop to give these speeches slash lectures that are somewhere between an hour and two hours long. And then this book, Love Wins, came out. Which uh, was, to say it was mildly controversial is putting it so lightly. Rob Bell asserts that hell may not exist. That's the fundamental assertion of love wins, citing documentation within the Christian religion that goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Not a new concept. But the evangelical right went Ape shit. And he was on uh, assorted big, big, big media news outlets and got broadsided and attacked. And you can still on Amazon buy books called Choose Hell, Not Raw Bell. And there were protesters outside of his events and he would order them pizza and they liked him less because he was being kind. And so the next tour that he went on after that book came out, he would go from stop to stop to stop to stop, tracing the exact route that he had gone on a few years prior. And where he had before sold out a 400, 600, 800-seat venue, there would now be 30 seats sold, 40 seats sold, 31 seats sold. And so he was limping along, losing money at every stop, in a car, not a bus, because he couldn't afford the bus. And he said that he had to face the very real possibility that he would not be able to do this work any longer, that his time had come and it had gone and he would go and sell shoes and he would enjoy his life selling shoes very much. And I thought, well, that's a great story, Rob. I don't, I mean, whatever. Like I've never, I've never had the experience of selling out tour dates and then not selling tour dates. And so I was like, well, okay, that's, that's a good story. I feel that you feel things when you tell this story. It's good. And then this year happened and this year, um, if you've noticed that I've been talking about health a lot more, it's because, um, At some point between January and May, I was actively like, okay, if this doesn't get better, if my brain doesn't continues to not function, if my life continues to be this difficult simply to get out of bed, brush my teeth, and maybe be productive for an hour before I go back into complete and total brain fog that sucks my soul, then it is my duty and obligation to not continue doing this work because the quality of my work I felt was in decline, and I can't if I can't show up for you with a hundred percent of my energy because I don't have a hundred percent energy. Then I felt that it might be time to give this whole thing up. And so when I released M School week by week by week, it wasn't because it was a magnanimous offer um, of what you needed to know. It was because it bought me seven weeks of time in which I didn't have to create new content on the podcast. And I knew that it had been created long enough ago that my brain was still completely functional and I didn't have to be embarrassed about whatever it was that I was making. So I gave myself those seven weeks to be like, all right, we're going to go all the way into this. We're going to figure this out. We're going to hire slash consult with slash talk to every professional we possibly can. And we're going to see what happens. And if this doesn't get resolved, if there is no answer, if no one can figure this out, then I'm going to have to stop doing this because it's, it's just not right or fair to take money for, for coaching and for my work. Um, and it's just not what it once was. So I had to go all the way into that all the way into, um, yeah, I might lose this whole thing this might be the last steer ship. This might be the last coaching. This might be the last everything. And just at the point where I was like, okay, this is not, this is not working. This is, this is a hundred percent. I need to, this, I have to figure out a different plan. I'm just muddling through. My health started to turn around and I started to feel better and I started to get words back. I started to have three syllables, four syllables, five syllables, sometimes six syllables. I started to be able to write again. I started to be able to speak again. I started to be able to have sentences again. And what it did over the last year is it burned away any arrogance I felt about how there would always be a market for what I do and how there would always be people willing to work with me but it also took away the arrogance of, um, yeah, I'm really fucking good and they should work with me because I'm lucky enough to do this work. I am lucky enough to have people show up with their whole heart and their whole soul and their whole business. And where once that was a foregone conclusion, that is now a great, great gift. So, when I was at Steer Your Ship um, and I get to see people's like whole souls and their deep patterns and their deep, deep vulnerability that is so soft that they think they will die. And instead I can stand there and be like, you're not going to die. You're actually okay. And I'm going to be with you in this. It is nothing but an honor and a delight to do that work. And I don't take any of it for granted. And then one of my as she was leaving. She was like, I'm going to talk to you soon because I'm going to get wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get wobbly. You're going to say that you're going to do this and then you're going to go home and it's going to get wobbly because what you've committed to is much harder than going back to your past patterns. And then I get to stand here and say, that's, that's not what you promised yourself. And that's not what you promised me. And I know you can do this. I get to keep calling people into who they are, and it is nothing but a privilege. And the second story, uh, I was babysitting my mom's cat, and I'm driving it home to, to my parents, which is why I'm somewhere on the side of the road. And I didn't want to put her in her crate, because I felt that was mean, and I wanted her to be as free as possible. So she decided to be as free as possible by climbing onto the driver's side windshield while I was going down the highway at 70 miles an hour. And cats don't in any way respond to yelling or screaming, no, or don't do that. They don't give a shit. So I pulled over uh, and uh, I put her in the crate for her own safety. And where before she was meowing and she was nervous and she was freaking out a little bit. She just curled up and went to sleep. So My peoples, I know that you are not cats, but I also know that having a limit and a clear boundary can be helpful sometimes. So if you want to work with me for coaching for KK on Tap for a year, the last chance to sign up is this Friday. And depending on how these midterm elections go, it may be that you are just weeping all day Wednesday and Thursday until Friday, or it may be that you feel some surge of hope on Wednesday and Thursday until Friday. But either way, Friday's the last day. There are three spots that is the boundary. And then there's no angst about should I, or shouldn't I, or I don't know, or maybe, or whatever. It's, it is what it is. There are three spots and they close on Friday. The other part of that is that my stereo shippers, one of them said, well, I know that you say you're talking to me, but I always just read it and think, you're not talking to me. And I am. I am talking to you. I am talking to the parts of you that are scared and the parts of you that are sure that it's too vulnerable to work with me, the parts of you that are afraid that this is not gonna work out, this business thing, this life thing, this partnership thing. Um, What I know is that I work at a sort of soul level. And so if your heart or your soul says yes, then it's your job to listen to that because it's your mind saying no. And if your heart says no, then don't think about it ever again. Because if your heart says no, it's not the time. But if your heart says yes and your brain says no, that's when it's time to talk to me, kristinkelp.com slash tap. That's when it's time to email me, k at kristenkelp.com. That's when it's time to make yourself known to me because I would love to do this work. And I do not for a second take the fact that I can do this work with you for granted because I've come within a quarter inch of losing the whole thing. And I'm still here and I am better than fucking ever. Let me tell you that Steer Your Ship was this phenomenal, amazing, beautiful, vibrant, crazy, lovely, deep, hard, rigorous experience of life. And, and fuck. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth every penny and then some, and it was, um, it was just fucking magnificent. So that doesn't happen again until 2020. So in the meantime, KK on tap is you and me for quarterly calls, one-on-one quarterly calls as a group, access to all my archives and access to any events that I make up um, during the year that you're with me that are up to a thousand dollars. And yes, I'm working on a new workshop that would be included when you sign up. It is 225 USD per month, which is a fucking bargain. And, um, I would love to hear from you to talk more about it. So that's K at kristinkelp.com or kristinkelp.com slash tap, and we will make it happen. And can I tell you about stewardship for just a second? because I always think I'm going to have like a big thesis statement that comes out of an experience. And, um, I don't yet, it's still processing. I can actively feel everything moving through and I'll figure some things out. And it's impossible to be in the presence of that much transformation and not be transformed yourself. So things will continue to process for a while, but I can tell you what I'm proud of. And that is that every single time that something weird happened or that there was a story and I was like, that's just a little too vulnerable to share, or that's just a little too much, or that's just going to be a little bit too freaky, or it's going to be a little too intense, that I stepped toward that thing instead of away from it. And that led to some really, really, really beautiful days. So my deepest thanks to Julie, to Sarah, to Kristen to Krista <laughs> to Emily and to Barbara for doing the deep hard work of uh, of bearing your souls with me and for me and of steering your ship and my deepest gratitude to Dewey and to Hanani for uh, for being there every step of the way So this is the other part of it. The other part of it is that it works out. The other part of it is that it's better than you could have imagined. The other part of it is that it's better than you could have planned. The other part of it is that you find yourself hiking in the hills and you're overcome by how once there was nothing and now there's something and you made it up and here they are and they're doing things. And you're blown away by the beauty and the kindness and the love and devotion and wonder that you can experience in the presence of people that you had never met before. I am so, so grateful to you for listening, um, to the women that have chosen to do Steer Your Ship for doing this work, and to everyone that signs up for KK on Tap this year. I do not take your trust or your love or your belief in me and in us and in you for granted. May you know the deep wonder of being alive and someday may you know the presence and the vulnerability of being presence in front of strangers. May you someday feel so vulnerable you could die only to open your eyes and see that there's just love surrounding you, nothing else. May you find the guidance you need from any and everywhere, from whichever humans you're lucky enough to find on this earth that give it to you. And may you, should you ever come this, this close to having to give it all up, may you know the freedom and the beauty and the joy on the other side of that. When you get to keep it with all my love, I will talk to you next week. Again, KristenKelp.com slash tap Kate, KristenKelp.com. Uh, talk to me. Let's make some magic together. Let's do this thing. And um, happy midterms. May they be wondrous, joyous, and hopeful and keep us from uh, claiming the whole world is a dumpster fire. <laughs> I will go down with this ship, and I won't put my hands up and surrender. There will be no white flag above my door. I'm in love, and always will.